Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Hey, welcome to the uh, Joe Carey Show. It is Friday. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the uh, program hosted by the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Thank you for tuning in. We have a, a great show today, a great program, uh, uh, two great guests uh, that we will have later on in the show. A uh, big announcement that we'll be making in the uh, second uh, quarter hour about new programming on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. You don't want to miss that. Really excited about that. Um, I want to start the show. It's phone-in Friday, so if you have anything on your mind, give us a call, 801-331-8113, 801-331-8113. Tune in, uh, and if you have any questions, give us a call. And I want to start with, you know, Nancy Pelosi. She comes out, and they're holding this commission, right, the 25th Amendment. Again, she knows it's not going to pass. She knows it's not going to go anywhere, but it's about controlling the narrative, right? Talk about Trump, and then people can't talk about Biden. The reason, you know, Pelosi is saying, well, this isn't about Trump. Yes, Trump's been erratic, and Trump's shown some bad judgment. This isn't about Trump. This is about, you know, continuity of government, blah, blah, blah. The problem, the reason it's not working is that Trump is so transparent. I mean, he's giving a three-hour interview today on the Rush Limbaugh show. Usually, if somebody is, you know... A little deficient upstairs, they're not giving three hour interviews. They typically hide out in their, I don't know, basement. I mean, right? They, they shy away from the media. They don't give pressers. They like getting the questions in advance. Does this remind you of anyone? Right? Because they're not going to put themselves out to look bad. Their handlers aren't going to put them out to look bad. So transparency is a great sign. Transparency is a sign of. Hey, I'm an open book. You might not like everything that you see. You might not like everything that you find. But I am who I am. And you might love me. You might not love me. But this is who I am. And I think that's what's different and refreshing about Donald Trump. And I think that's why you have Republicans and Democrats that absolutely think he's the devil. Because he doesn't play that political game of, you know, let me be nice to you in public and then, you know, we can go at each other's throats in, in, behind closed doors. I mean, when he called Kamala Harris, what a monster, I think. At first I was like, wow, that's... But then I think, you know what? If you look at the way she treated Brett Kavanaugh, Right? If, you, if you look at the way she treats people that appear in front of the committees that she sits on in the Senate, I mean, she's not very polite or very political. She's not called out for it because she's got a D on her name. But usually when you're trying to hide, you know, there's a lack of transparency. Who's the guy running in North Carolina? Oh, Cal Cunningham. Right? So this guy, he's Mr. Military. He's Mr. Honor. I've served my country. And he has. And then it comes out that, hey, you know what? Uh, you've been sexting somebody. Not his wife. And of course, he does what every campaign does. And this is Bill Clinton's legacy, right? Bill Clinton's legacy is, hey, hang in there. If it's sexual related, you can weather the storm. You can emerge victorious at the end. 
That's Bill Clinton's true legacy to the country. So Cal Cunningham, he comes out because he's leading in the polls. Democrat taking on, I think, uh, Senator Tillis. He comes out and says, you know what? I apologize to my wife. I apologize to my two young girls. um, And I'm going to move on from this. And the media, it was amazing to see how the media started to cover. Well, it's just sexting. And, you know, yes, he was, you know, talking flirtatiously with someone that wasn't his wife. And but, you know, it's just sexting. I, I disagree with that. And then I'm thinking, how many people who are reading these stories really, truly believe it's going to end with sexting? Right, inappropriate texts back and forth. I'm thinking to myself, how many people are really thinking this is where it's going to stop? Before the ink was dry on that portion of the story, another woman comes out and says, hey, we had an inappropriate physical relationship. And when we talk about transparency, this is what I mean. Cunningham is pulling a Joe Biden. He's like, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. What he said was, I said what I'm going to say, but he didn't say anything. But I'm not going to address this anymore. It's done. Isn't that like a Joe Biden? I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do with the Supreme Court. I mean, don't the people of North Carolina have a right to know? Is there going to be more? Are there going to be more allegations? Are there going to be more cheating, more affairs? Like, what? what's the scope of your behavior, Mr. Cunningham? Well, I've said what I'm going to say about it. You know, we have to focus on the issues. Well, I think character, I think integrity are absolutely in play with every election. And if you're having sexting affairs, if you're having physical affairs, that's absolutely something that the people of North Carolina, and I would suggest as a U.S. senator, the people of the United States have a right to know. Look, if this is a closed chapter in your life and you've made mistakes and you recognize that and and you've reconciled with your family, I get that. Right? I get the story of redemption. I get the story of mercy. But it looks like this was all going on not five years ago, not 10 years ago, up until he started to look like he could win. And then apparently he started getting serious about, well, you know, I don't... And if you read the, the, the sexts, if you read the, the text messages with this sensual overlay, the one woman's like, I could destroy his career. I could just leak this to the opposition. I could, I could leak this to Tillis's campaign. Now, there's all these articles saying, you know, it's a violation of the military code of justice because the woman that he was having the affair with, I think her husband is also in the reserves and he's in the reserves. But the point is when when a chapter's closed, it's closed and you can be and should be transparent when you're running for office. That doesn't mean we need to know every, you know, salacious detail. We need to know all the facts. But I think the people do need to understand who is this person? Who is this person that leads this double life, right? Married, two young girls, and also having, at least that that we know of, two affairs. Yeah, I think people have a right to know. 
And I think that's the difference with Trump, that there is a level of transparency with Trump. And again, you may look at it and say, wow, I don't like what I'm seeing in this transparent moment. I, I don't like who the president is. But at least he's giving you the information you need to make that judgment. At least he's being open and saying, look, this is who I am. I think we need more of that, not less of that. I don't think we need the, the brashness. I don't think we need the, uh, you know, the full frontal uh, verbal attacks over Twitter. But I will tell you, it is absolutely refresh, refreshing to see someone who is willing to say, you know, this is what I believe. You may like it. You may not like it. But this is what I believe. Too many politicians are, well, you know, let me take a poll on that. Like Joe Biden. The reason Joe Biden doesn't tell us where he's standing on the Supreme Court, it's simple. He doesn't want to offend his crazy, ultra-progressive, violent, militant part of his party. So he doesn't say anything. And that's how Kamala Harris, you know, she messed up the debate. She came out and said, oh, you know, Abraham Lincoln had the opportunity 27 days before an election, and he refused to fill a Supreme Court vacancy because it wasn't right. That was honest, Abe, and he wasn't going to take advantage of that. She needs to brush up on her history. That's clearly not the reason why he didn't fill the position. He didn't fill it because he said... He didn't want to upset the balance between the Republican Party. He had liberals in the party. He had conservatives in the party. And he knew, he knew that if he appointed someone, he would offend one half of his own party. So he said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And he just waited till after the election. And we know what happened. He never had that opportunity. It is more important than ever that we know our history, that we know who we are. Hey, I'm really excited with our next guest, uh, Stephen Kent with Young Voices. Uh, exciting new program that we'll be launching here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Stay tuned. We'll be talking to Stephen Kent right after this commercial break. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've had a lot of really great days back to back, which has been a huge blessing. Even my doctor told me, because uh, they asked me to bring everything in that I take on a daily basis. He was very encouraged by seeing what I was taking. And he, he said he didn't care how many I had. You know, he said it's food. And the form that it's in was something that he was very, because uh, he's an avid learner and he's always researching and uh, he's, he's always excited to see new things. And he told me this would be good. This will help you immensely with the nutrition that you need. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. 
The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty Health Share today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's LibertyHealthShare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Thank you for tuning in uh, coast to coast uh, online, our digital platform. And also, we're really excited. The uh, countdown is on to uh, getting uh, our app on the uh, Apple platform and the Google platform. And um, once that's there, I mean, with the touch of a button, you can listen to all of our programming uh, literally just by tapping uh, the icon on your phone. We are super excited. Uh, one of the new programs that we are going to be launching, it's uh, every Tuesday from 11 to noon. It is a uh, amazing group of people from Washington, D.C. called Young Voices. We have their spokesperson, uh, Stephen Kent. He's joining us now. Stephen, thank you for uh, taking the time to join us. Hey, nice to be with you, Joe. So are you, do you actually live in Washington, D.C. Or, or, you know, the outskirts? I am blessed to be in the outskirts of the Washington, D.C. area, uh, somewhere, somewhere beyond the swamp. I'm going to say that's that's a tough life. I mean, I used to live um, uh, right there in Virginia, commuted down to D.C. every day for a while. Yep. Uh, I mean, it is. I mean, the weather alone. I mean, it's darn near insufferable. But then you throw into the mix a bunch of uh, people who really think they're more important than they than they really are. It, it becomes insufferable. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to keep uh, keep up life going in this town. So it's very nice to get out of the car every evening and, uh, and end in the place where nobody's talking about politics and people are worried about uh, more pressing matters like maintaining their lives and their relationships. So, yeah, always try to opt out of staying uh, out of the D.C. area. 
Well, Stephen, let me ask you this. We, we are starting your program. It's called Moving Forward with Young Voices. And I have to tell you, I am so excited because I'm familiar with um, – just because I've seen them on TV, I've, I've read their work online, uh, some of the individuals in your talent pool. Tell the audience about Young Voices generally. What is it that you do? Uh, what's your mission as an organization? Yeah, so our mission is making liberty mainstream here at Young Voices. We are dedicated as a nonprofit to furthering the careers of conservative and libertarian young people under the age of 35 and helping them build meaningful and visible careers in public policy, uh, media and journalism, and academia. So we we headhunt and then try to find really talented young people who are champions of the classical liberal tradition, and we help them move their careers along and help them find opportunities and hone their voice, develop their writing skills and their speaking skills. And that's just sort of a, a, a broad look at what Young Voices does, and I've, I've worked here for three years. I, I love every day doing it. Does it frustrate you and the uh, the young voices that you're working with when they see journalists who aren't acting as journalists, when they start acting as advocates? I mean, that must be, you know, I, I used to practice law when I would watch, you know, these uh, lawyer shows on TV. I'd be like, oh, that's nothing like the law. Do you feel the same way when you see, uh, again, profess, self-professed journalists saying or acting in a way that is totally antithetical to the way they should be acting? I mean, how does that rub you and, and your uh, staple of talent? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question, and I think it definitely depends on the person. I mean, Young Voices, we represent about 50, 50 people um, overall, and we are all individuals, right? And we all have different opinions on this stuff. I will say that I don't hold this expectation that journalists cannot be mixed up in advocacy and having strong views. I, I really think that the idea of the, non, uh, the unbiased uh, and completely neutral journalist is a creation of the TV um, journalism era. It, it's not true of print journalism um, and even radio going at, back beyond uh, television, And so I, I just try to think in the long term of American history and all the partisan magazines and publications that you would have going all the way back to the founding and, and just be real and say, like, uh, look, journalists are people. And it, it might have just been a huge mistake that in the past couple of decades we've just decided to enforce now uh, this idea that they are not supposed to advocate or believe in certain things. I think that's a little bit of a mistake, and it boxes people in, and it also sets our expectations at a place where we're always going to be mad any time that that veneer is broken. That's interesting. Let me ask you this. So every uh, Tuesday from 11 to noon, we are going to have the opportunity. Uh, they'll sit down with Brian or myself. We'll talk about issues of the day. Why should people listen to this live broadcast? So let me just explain to the audience. From 11 to noon every Tuesday, uh, Brian or myself, we're going to be sitting down with these young voices uh, three to four every week talking about current issues that are going to impact you. And then we're also going to put that into podcast form. So if you don't, if you can't hear it live or you miss the broadcast, you can pick up on that. But Stephen, let me ask you, why is it important? Why would you say people should listen to young people? I mean, you know, we have this class divide, we have a wealth divide, and I think increasingly we have this divide between, you know, the older and the younger. So why would yeah. you tell an audience to say, you know what, there's wisdom in listening to these young people? 
Yeah, well, we're just super fun, aren't we? You know, there, there are a number of reasons, but I, I also think, and I like to start with a reminder that the majority of Americans live on the streets of political homelessness. They are not represented in the hyper-partisan discourse and the two parties that are pushing away people at record rates. Young people um, are at the center of that. Um, you know, we're talking about people 35 and under that are just totally unrepresented because they're politically complicated people. And as a generation, and there was a study that came out just this week, actually, from the Walton Family Foundation and Echelon Insights that showed how Gen Z and millennials are just rock solid, consistent in their concerns about the environment and climate change, okay? Now, four out of 10 hold fast to the belief that the standards of living in their future are going to be adversely impacted uh, by the changing climate. Now, on the flip side, they are energized by the idea of the American dream. Do you ever hear about that? I mean, they love the vision of this country, the idea of self-determination. Black and brown young people are more likely than their white counterparts to believe that their lives are going to be better than their parents in terms of opportunity. I think the number was like 60% for, for black young people and 42% for young white kids about the optimism of their future. And again, like, do you see this confluence of attitudes represented in the two-party duopoly? Because I sure as heck don't. One side wants you to believe nothing is wrong, everything is awesome, and the other wants you to basically believe and endorse an entire fountain full of nihilism uh, and contempt for the American idea. And I will, I'll tell you, Joe, like, it, it's a dead end for reaching the hearts and minds of the next generation. Um, and I think it's just fun to, to hear from young people about how wrong um, the two-party assumption about the way young people think really is. I've got to say, one of the things that I'm most excited about is that I get excited listening to young people who understand liberty, who understand responsibility. Even if yeah. we don't see eye to eye on all the issues, because like you said, Stephen, that's the future. And if if we're not cultivating young voices and that rising generation, so I get inspired when I hear young people who get it, who understand it, and who say, I have a stake in this. Is that what we should expect when we tune in uh, to the program every Tuesday? Yeah, you certainly should. Um, there's going to be a strong strand of liberty in this show every week. And I think at the end of the day, we're optimists here at Young Voices. And while, yes, you're going to hear on moving forward about the active threats to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that are out there, they're very real, you're also going to hear about our very real human progress, the way technology is shaping a better future, the way new forms of energy like nuclear are going to change the world. You're going to hear about how cities are moving uh, and the innovations that are going to change the way that we work and where we work. We're not going to be looking back, back, back on this show and longing for days that are gone. You know, we really believe in, in that, you know, we're going to be looking to what comes next. And we're going to be liking looking at timeless principles well, that have set humanity free. Stephen, um, Stephen, we only have about 10 seconds left and I have to fit in one more question. Is it true that the only movie worse than Star Wars is Waterworld? Absolutely true. <laughs> we'll be back with more right after this break.
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is introducing legislation to create a panel to decide whether President Trump is physically and mentally able to serve. Republican Congressman Steve Scalise believes Pelosi's priorities are mixed up. This shows you just how misplaced Speaker Pelosi's priorities are. We should be in Washington helping families that are struggling in recovering and small businesses that would love another round of Paycheck Protection Program funding where there's massive bipartisan support. The Louisiana congressman speaking there on Fox News. Hurricane Delta is on track to make landfall in Louisiana today. Mandatory evacuation orders are in effect. Just get ready. Hope for the best. Hunker down. That's all you can do. We've locked out twice this year, so, you know. The hurricane could make landfall as a Category 3 storm. USA Radio News. Welcome to Tax Talk with Hollywood legend Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. You gotta love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee and they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594. Lawyers for the Illinois teen charged in a deadly shooting during a riot over the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha are fighting to keep him from returning to Wisconsin. Kyle Rittenhouse due in court this morning for a hearing on his potential extradition to Wisconsin. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden was asked again in Arizona if he favored Democratic proposals to expand the size of the Supreme Court if elected and if Democrats regain the majority in the Senate. They'll know my opinion on court packing when the election is over. Now look, I know it's a great question, y'all, and I don't blame you for asking. But you know, the moment I answer that question, the headline in every one of your papers will be about that. Other than other than focusing on what's happening now. Biden campaigning in Nevada on Friday. President Trump with no scheduled events on Friday, although he is planning a campaign rally on Saturday. This is USA Radio News. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. It is uh, Friday, and uh, yeah, the breaking news, uh, Donald Trump, apparently, I don't know, Brian, do you know if it was at a hot mic situation, or did he just come out and say, you know, don't F with us to Iran? Did you know the context? I think he just got on a roll and couldn't put on the brakes in time. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the president of the United States uh, may be fined uh, by the uh, FCC. It'll be interesting, but, you know, they have a delay. So we'll see what happens. Uh, hey, our next guest, I'm very excited. As many of you know, I sit on the board of the uh, Colonial Flag Foundation. They have two wonderful programs, uh, the Healing Field and uh, Field of Honor. It is a great way to bring community together. I mean, I think we need a little bit more of that. Uh, also a great fundraising opportunity. They have raised millions of dollars through these programs for 
uh, communities and neighborhood organizations around the country. We are pleased to have John uh, Halverson with us. He is a Wow, I should have practiced the pronunciation on this. Is it vexologist, John? Vex, vexillologist. Vexillologist. Or just uh, a, someone who uh, just studies someone who, uh, the flag, uh, the history, the flag culture, flag. everything that goes into that. John, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Wonderful to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So, John, tell us a little bit about how long have you been with the Colonial Flag Foundation, and what do you do, I mean, with that specialty uh, in vexology? Vexillology. Well, I've been uh, uh, with the uh, uh, Colonial Flag Foundation for about 10 years, and the only thing that upsets me is that I didn't get involved with it earlier. Wow. Uh, it's a, a wonderful opportunity to... Uh, see uh, a positive display of the flags, which is just awe-inspiring. And uh, I work with the foundation to reach out to, to uh, local host committees, help them get things started, and uh, answer their questions. As a vexillologist, uh, I also put together a... Um, a set of historical flags with uh, uh, explanations of the history of these different flags that some of our fields have made use of. So it's a great opportunity for me. And, uh, you know, we've we work with uh, well, this year we'll have over uh, 60 events all around the country. And just uh, for uh, for November 11th for Veterans Day, will have about 25 and this is significant this year because with the uh, uh, extra uh, health restrictions for COVID-19 we were worried that uh, different communities wouldn't even be able to do it but they've been able to do it uh, following all the guidelines as far as uh, uh, safely putting the flags up and uh, having uh, social distancing for those who visit the field and even though it's been a little difficult for some of them they've stayed with it because they know that this above all years is a year when the unity that the flag represents is important for us to uh, to see and to remember well, John, it's one of the reasons I love going to the uh, Utah Healing Field in Sandy every year. There's a lot of symbolism with the flag, but there's also a tremendous amount of ceremony. And I look at the, the Healing Field and the Field of Honor as a great way to teach. Like we just had the gentleman from Young Voices on in the last segment. It's a great way to teach that rising generation to revere and honor the ceremony and symbolism of the flag. I mean, there's a reason why we say, yeah, it shouldn't touch the ground. There's a reason why we say it should be illuminated at night. And even if you don't sit there and, and teach your child those lessons, when they see that field of flags and they see the way people interact with it and the respect they have for it, that lesson's being communicated. I mean, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, the 9-11 fields that we do, uh, the, the younger generation now 
don't they they weren't born when this happened or they were so young that they don't remember it so those uh, 9-11 fields uh, remind uh, the grown the adults while teaching the youth uh, and uh, for them to see this field of flags over 3,000 flags uh, usually uh, it it shows the enormity of what happened but in a a very positive way so it's it's a wonderful opportunity to teach the children the same is true now for veterans day coming up uh the uh, uh the youth are not old enough to certainly uh, even i'm not old enough to remember world war one or world war two but uh to have a, a day that we can can focus on honoring all of those who have served our nation and uh, uh, have preserved our freedoms for us. Uh, this is an amazing uh, opportunity. John, let me ask you this. Uh, the Colonial Flag Foundation has has raised millions of dollars for uh, nonprofits around the country through its uh, field of uh, through its healing field and field of honor programs. How does that work? If it, if if uh, there's a community in Utah or Nebraska or Florida or California, they're listening to this and they're saying, you know what, we'd love to do that. We'd love to to host a field here. Can you go into just briefly oh, exactly. what that means and, and how do organizations raise money well, through the program, right? Girl Scouts, they sell cookies. Boy Scouts, they sell popcorn. How does the field of uh, honor and the healing field raise money for these nonprofits? Well, you know, you, you just hit on something that I've discussed with many people that call in wanting to know how they can do this. And I say, you know. Uh, if you need to raise extra money, say, for your school, what is going to be uh, more uh, significant to your students? To go around selling greeting cards or cookie dough or to go around promoting display of the, the stars and stripes? And uh, as the, these different schools do it, they uh, ha- involve their students in the uh, flag program and it's a great experience for them uh, also uh, uh, other other uh, organizations they will bring in students uh, and this year is kind of a little unusual but usually they'll bus load have bus loads of children that come in to see the healing field. Now, how did this get started? Or you were asking specifically about the, the fundraising. Well, when Paul Swenson began this uh, on the first anniversary of, of 9-11, he was certainly not just trying to sell flags. As a matter of fact, that first year, he didn't have any signs up that uh, he was uh, a sponsor of this event. Uh, they weren't, as a matter of fact, they weren't planning to sell any of the flags. But people came and they, they wanted a flag that had flown on this wonderful event. And so they went ahead and sold some some and donated that money to charity. And that got the ball rolling. Other communities wanted to do it. And so the Colonial Flag Foundation was set up to provide a platform where not only could you put on this amazing event for your community, but at the same time, 
you could raise awareness for different causes and raise money uh, for the charities that supported those causes. And so that's what we do now, that we have the full program set up that uh, as a community comes in with local hosts, uh, we help them set it up and, and get uh, business sponsors that can help uh, set up the program. And then individuals have the opportunity to uh, sponsor a flag, dedicate a flag to uh, a hero in their lives, somebody that they want to or, uh, honor. And then uh, the, to do that, they uh, purchase the flag and the proceeds from all of these flag sales are put together and uh, the local community uh, hosts then uh, donate that to local charities. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful win-win-win on many levels. Well, John, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to join us. Let's bring you back next week. I know we have a big flag event, a big healing field, uh, uh, the the week of Veterans Day in November. Uh, let's bring you back. Let's learn more about that and get people out there to learn that uh, the symbolism and ceremony associated with the flag. Please visit healingfield.org. That's healingfield.org for more information. We'll be back right after this break. In the next segment, I, we're going to go a little bit back in time. We're going to talk about some things that are extremely important and imperative uh, for you to know. Remember, it is also essential for you to vote. So if you're not registered, register. Make sure that you get to the polling place and you absolutely vote. We'll be back right after this break. Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, Call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-299-1364. That's 800-299-1364. 800-299-1364. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now and you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org 
backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. Thank you guys for tuning in and uh, listening. Um, it's been an incredible week, and, and one person stands out, and you've probably seen this video. Uh, I think one of the bravest women uh, in America, Lauren Victor. She's the 49-year-old. She decides to go out to dinner in Washington, D.C., and she's eating dinner, and all of a sudden— uh, a bunch of uh, kids, can I call them kids? Is that is that letting them off the hook? Uh, a mob runs in and they start confronting the diners, the people eating. And they're telling the diners, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, silence is violence. And I, I don't think they're threatening with words, right? They're not saying if you don't do this, we're going to assault you. But they're threatening through intimidation, right? They're threatening through this overwhelming mob that's coming in, and they're basically saying, okay, we want you to raise your hand to the square, clench your fist, and basically say black lives matter. And what they don't show you in the video, but what's in the reports are that they're screaming at these diners, they're yelling at them, they're shining lights in their eyes, it's almost like a disorientation campaign. Well, Lauren Victor refuses to do it, right? And this is the video you see of, of these thugs getting in her face and yelling, silence is violence. Raise your arm to the square and say it. Say it. Say black lives matter. She won't do it. She doesn't do it. Eventually, the mob disperses. And I was curious, like, Lauren Victor, is she Trump? Is she pro-Trump? Like, what's her story? Turns out she's a supporter of black lives matter. Turns out she's marched in their marches. So she was asked, Lauren, if you believe in their cause and you believe in their message, why wouldn't you just raise your arm to the square and say it? 
She said it's because it felt wrong, because it felt coerced. And I don't believe in that. That's powerful, right? Because in that type of situation, you're basically standing in a room and everybody has a lit match and there's like, you know, four inches of gasoline on the floor. That situation is very volatile. And for her to sit back as coolly and as collectively and as calmly as she did with people screaming, people getting in your face, shining lights in your eyes, they were asking some people, are you Christian? Implying what? Well, if you are, then you should do what we're asking you to do. Every leader in this country should condemn that behavior. For his thoughts, we're going to go to Jim Sano. Uh, Jim, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure, Joe. Jim, were you able to watch that video that I just described? I did. And my thoughts are very simply, uh, I guess, assessed. That individual, like most young folks that don't know much about anything, hitch their wagon to what they perceive to be something that uh, is incorrect and they perceive to go about remedying this with the animal that portrays this kind of behavior. Now, what happens is when they get into a position as this young lady was in, I think she started to realize that this, in fact, is not the subscription she signed up for. I think she, at that point, saw reality 16 inches away from her face and realized that the whole thing is not what she portrayed it to be. And that's the disillusion that most of these people in the streets that are not of the animalistic makeup start to realize. And in some cases, it's almost like doing drugs. It's almost the same thing. Kids will try something because they're peer pressured. They'll try something because their friend said it was great. And they'll give it a shot. And then they realize a week or two or three later what kind of a mess they got themselves into. Now, at that point, if it was water, you would have already drowned. And that's the issue that you brought up earlier about parenting. The parents uh, have to be able to reinforce kids with knowledge of reality. And it's not happening as often as it should or as often as it did, I should say. In my day, in your day, and so forth, we witnessed reality every day. So our our formation of logic was there based upon not only just principles that you carried, but facts that your eyes and ears saw and heard. That's what's missing. And it's a very difficult thing, as I said once before, to teach a kid that blue is blue if he's been raised looking at blue as yellow. And that's exactly what happens in the streets today. And may I say, last week we touched upon, when you talked about Josh, about a book, I suggested The Lord of the Flies. The one theme that I should have said first and didn't, I just want to kind of correct myself, is the book Lord of the Flies defines human nature. Anyone who reads that comes back uh, to their own thoughts and realizes what human nature really is. And the story you're talking about is also a human nature story. Yeah, and look, I, I think, Jim, you know, I talked about parenting earlier. I, I really think it comes down to, you know, did our parents get everything right? No, there's no handbook. There's no, this is how you do it. But we all knew that at the end of the day, 
our moms and dads, they loved us, right? And, and we always knew that we could always go back to it. And today I just think in, in large measure that a lot of kids, I think they just wonder, like they, they, right. they don't have that security. And so when I talk about education, like that's what I mean. Like your kids need to know you are there. Like they are the priority. And we live in a society that has moved away from that guiding and that grounding principle. And I think we are going to be uh, enduring the consequences of that uh, for a long time. Um, The other thing you brought up, which I think is very uh, insightful, is that You know, as people see the truth behind the anarchists and the uh, the rioters, and and I want to separate them from from protesting, which I believe is as American as the day is long, we are seeing a backlash. And and I want to talk to you, Jim, about this. A recent poll by Zogby came out, a respectable, reputed pollster, 36% of individuals uh, who are black support the president. 37% of Hispanics, 35% of Asians, 23% of Democrats. If you look at Wisconsin uh, in August of 2016, right, right before the election, in August of 2016 in Wisconsin, Hillary Clinton was up by 11 points. Now, fast forward to August 2020, Joe Biden is up by 3.5 points. So less than Clinton was up. Now, remember, the pollsters predicted Clinton was going to win Wisconsin by six points on Election Day. She lost that state. You're seeing this mirrored in these battleground states. Is Biden up? Yes, but less than by Clinton was. So what I want to ask, Jim, is this. Democrats now seem to be afraid that these riots, that this destruction that they've kind of cheered on or at best remain silent about, they're now afraid that it's going to consume them. Do you think that's a realistic concern? Absolutely. It exposes the area of thought that they're coming from, and it exposes it very clearly. These folks are... um, as I've said, and you've heard on television just recently on the on the uh, Republican side of the equation just last night, it's a situation of a Trojan horse. That's absolutely what it is, and I think I called that first, and I'm proud everybody else kind of realizes the same. But the fact of the matter is, this is going to be, if they do not sabotage us on the mail-in votes, this is going to be the biggest blowout in American history. I think you know that. I've said that online, uh, or I should say live, and I've said that to you uh, as well. Uh, and I think it's going to be the biggest win, and rightfully so, for common sense and basic American logic. And I may, if I may, comment on what you said earlier about Bette Midler. Bette Midler and Nancy Pelosi are Amara folks, by my definition. Melania speaks five languages, to be clear. She's quite the humble, in my opinion, appreciative model for an American citizen. Terrific. Jim, I, I, I believe that 100%. I want to thank you for always taking the time to join us. We'll be back next, uh, well, we'll be back tomorrow. Why wait next week? Remember, get right with God, be kind, stay tuned. Brian Hyde up next.